0: Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves.
1: Hi. We're back.
0: How is We're Tennessee? Back.
1: Tennessee's good. Uh, I'm my business is growing like crazy. I'm doing a lot of, um, lots of uh, networking and kind of uh, just trying to get out there and um, be present. <laughs> uh, the um, you know in different groups and it's actually been really fruitful. And so my days are really long and I just get burnt out and I can't be present on this at all times. So. I'm happy to be back, though. How are you, Alan?
0: Good, good. Yeah, it's been. I. I think it's just that time of year for everybody where it's like. I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: between teaching and unioning and soccering and stuff, like I've been going mm-hmm. like every day. I've had something big, um, and I will continue that. I think tomorrow is like my first evening where I don't have something like planned—a meeting I have to go to or a thing I have to vote mm-hmm. on or. Yeah, I think it's just like October. Everyone's like, eh, October. We'll put it in October. That's where it's going.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, I can totally understand Um, that. Uh, And, I mean, like, we haven't been on the pod for a while because, you know, I guess Loyal decided to do the same thing. Hey, we have to play these matches. Let's all put them in this one week, in this 10-day span, and play three matches. And so...
0: And then it's like okay we can't move it to there but if we have a like we had a, you know some scheduling conflicts and people you know enjoying or participating in life outside of the soccer realm uh means uh things get get smushed around so we're glad to be back as i elbow my chair um i'm sitting in not my normal place if you're watching this if you're listening to the podcast it's um the same same but um yeah. yeah, I'm sitting out in the front room. I didn't want to set up in the back, and uh, I'll be skedaddling here sometime soon because uh, there is a um, a San Diego loyal season ticket holder event tonight, um, and they're doing it at um, Stone Brewing at, at Liberty nice. Station. Uh, so I might be uh, joining you on my drive over, and maybe uh, grabbing a couple people if I'm there, and getting their uh, feelings about Sacramento this weekend uh, on the podcast. Um,
1: <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Uh, I I have a couch too now. Like I don't think I've been on. Like I have a little futon couch, and my dog's back nice. there. Nice. Can't see her because she's dark and black dog. Black dog blends back. in. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah, nice. We have
0: we have some black like carpets that Ollie runs around on and sometimes at night he'll stand on one and you will not see him. Yeah. But <laughs> but Brew is snuggling in. I think Jasper's in the back room. They'll probably be more barking this way, but whatever. They get to That's voice okay. their opinions.
1: Part of our um, brand, you know. Right? Oh. Oof. <laughs>
0: uh so we've had a good <laughs> string of um team of the week folks. Um, but unfortunately, uh, this past week, um, not necessarily... Um, I mean, some, some good play from some individuals, but I think uh, in the grand scheme of how things went uh, for the past three matches, um, not anyone being yeah. a standout enough for Team of the Week. Uh, but there is some big news for the league, uh, USL and USLPA. The Players Association announced uh, today, I believe, yeah, today, a couple hours ago uh, that they have reached a five year deal, um, an actual ratification, which they announced that they had a tentative deal, but they have to vote on it. Uh, so they ratified um, a collective bargaining agreement uh, That's the first time in professional second division men's soccer in the CONCACAF. That's a mouthful. Announced the ratification of USL Championship's first collective bargaining agreement, the first of its kind for a professional second division men's soccer league in the CONCACAF region. Oof, that sounds like um, sounds like a baseball stat. Like right, like yeah. he holds the records for most home runs hit during a gay, day game from off of a left-hander uh, in the uh, when the wind is blowing more than five miles an hour toward the right. I think. That's in the, the, the month of october
1: yeah exactly
0: yes. <laughs> yeah uh so apparently me, i mean it's a five-year deal uh i haven't really looked at a whole lot at it i know it kind of sets some uh, league minimums uh, which is great um and the fact that it's ratified by the players is a good sign um meaning they're bought into it um so i'm sure at some point maybe in the off um, we can pull one of the players associations people on or that one of the team reps Uh, and spend an episode talking about uh, the CBA, going through it, talking about uh, the highlights and what it does to help. I think it sets league minimums uh, regarding pay uh, and including housing and stuff. So uh, good stuff all around. Um, And it also shows for the first time how uh, much and or little soccer players get paid in the USL. What are your thoughts on a USLPA collective bargaining agreement?
1: Sorry, guys. I uh, <laughs> uh, the fire alarm was going off because uh, I'm cooking some dinner, so <laughs>
0: it's really Uh-oh. sensitive.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Is it good? We're good. Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, cool
0: all right no need to evacuate we're good yeah Everyone so, is alive.
1: Uh, it's, yeah there's no smoke because we're super sensitive I don't know what um maybe I should check something maybe just
0: wanted to let you know that um it's like hey this smells good I would like some of that too from your fire alarm yeah. um obviously first CBAs um are always um are always kind of ground ground, ground setting a, uh people, when you bargain, uh, based on my experience, you try to get some language that works. And then obviously uh, uh, unintended consequences or things um, don't go the way you want it to, or you have to address some issues. Um, you know, obviously this won't be a absolutely perfect CBA collective bargaining agreement, um, but uh, it's a good sign that they've come to an agreement. I know NWSL has been working on one and they've been kind of slowly putting it off week by week. Uh, obviously, there were bigger fish to fry lately, um, with you know people resigning at the top. But uh, it's a good sign, and I think maybe that allows them to work on a USL League One um, CBA. So, uh, Marissa, I know you were uh, you were distracted by fire alarms. Uh, anything you want yeah. to add about the USL Players Association coming to an
1: What I heard in there was the first ever of its kind at this level. So uh, I guess props to the USL. Um, And also I think props to the fans because I feel like they don't care. Like they wouldn't care about it. They wouldn't care about making the league good if there isn't a good amount of support from the fans. Like if they don't see trajectory in terms of, how this league is going to play out and, you know, how the league is going to handle certain things, you know, that come to like player safety and all of that. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the details of everything, but when you come to a player's agreement uh, that's what I think about, you know, making sure that the players are good and the, you know, the the structure is good. So I think that um, I'm going to give a shout out to the fans <laughs> for uh you know and and people that are following these clubs to you know really hold this organization um accountable in this sense and also um the players association making it um you know not not backing away oh it's just lower league soccer like oh it's whatever like I'm playing my for my local club or whatever like actually making it an actual business decision. I mean, these are professionals, so yeah, that's my thought on on stuff like that. When whenever a business can make more structure, I'm all about that. So, yay.
0: And I think uh, I think the other last thing is just the uh, large amount of uh, players that are involved in the process um, and showing their support. Um, it's 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 not often that you can get. A large amount of people with a varying amount of interest uh, to agree on anything. Uh, so it was really nice to see a lot of those pictures coming out of team locker rooms that people were like, a lot of people were on board. Uh, and that just shows mm-hmm. kind of the work that the, the union did um, on the back end organizing and talking to their folks and communicating about what they need and what they want. Um, and the fact mm-hmm. that they're, you know, it, the vote passed uh, means that the players are happy with what they got and they were good right. enough to sign off on it. And, um, And that's something that fans can pay attention to now. Uh, You can take a look at those league minimums. You can kind of take a look at how the players are being treated uh, and understand that there's this now this piece of paper that says, here are the baseline rules for how things are going to work. And I know fans have been uh, hankering for, you know, how much is a player costing? You know, are we going to get some injury reports? And I think a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. comes out of the ability to collect a bargain. Uh, So congratulations to the players. Congratulations to the league. Really nice job. Um, oh, where do we want to go next? Do we want to talk about how we get to a home playoff match? Do we want to recap a crazy week of not mm-hmm. great form? Um, I guess kind of most people probably know uh, San Diego's now kind of behind the eight ball when it comes to that second mm-hmm. position of the home playoff match. So I guess the only math that we really care about right now is uh, Orange County versus Los Dos and San Diego versus Sacramento. And that's basically what the season's going to boil down to. Uh, the only way San Diego gets a home playoff game is if they beat Sacramento and Orange County loses to Los Angeles. And both of those are in the realm of possibility, although uh, Orange County's run of form has been quite phenomenal uh, as of late um and LA Galaxy has played fairly well um where uh against Orange County uh so anything can happen uh but Orange County all they need is a draw uh so um they're probably not going to play uh crazy uh, aggressive uh if they have a lead uh or if it's even they might sit back and defend a little bit more we saw that against San Diego uh The fun thing, though, is Los Dos, essentially, uh, they need to win. Um, Oakland and Tacoma are both only one point behind them, and Oakland plays uh, SKC, uh, Sporting Kansas City too, who is not good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tacoma does play Phoenix, but uh, Oakland could get a point or three out of uh, SKC and put pressure on Los Dos, which means Los Dos is going to come out and play. Uh, So that should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. What are your uh, thoughts before uh, we
1: before yeah. we preview those those? I wanna I wanna make a a point about um, Corey Herzog's uh, goal to uh, in the last match. Um, you know where we all thought. Um, hold on one second. I'm like get distracted because this sound keeps going off. So you're gonna have to do it for a little bit. I'll be right back.
0: All right. Uh, So as we were talking about with our, uh, what San Diego Loyal needs to get our, get a home playoff match, um, Lostos, not a great run of form, didn't look too great against Tacoma. They will be playing Orange County uh, in LA at 730 on October 30th, uh, essentially the same time that San Diego is taking on uh, Sacramento. Uh, I wish they did this a little bit more in USL, but obviously it's not like England where everything's Kind of at the same time. Uh, or if they changed some schedules around. So everybody who had playoff implications was playing at the same time. Um, I mean, the East basically has you're either in or you're out at this point, but the Pacific Division is pretty, uh, still pretty up in the air. Um, yeah, with LA taking on Orange County in LA, uh, that big pitch. Although, again, Orange County is on a four game win streak uh, and Los Dos is on a two game losing streak. Uh, But they will have pressure coming behind them from uh, Oakland and Tacoma, who both uh, need, if they can win, they have a chance of getting in, especially if Orange County beats LA. So there is a lot happening this Saturday to keep an eye on. Um, You're probably going to either a watch party or streaming the the match this weekend. Uh, But I know lots of people will have a second device and or um, have a phone out uh following along with that LA uh OC match. Um uh, maybe not the Tacoma Phoenix one, but definitely the LA uh Orange County match. Marissa, you wanted to talk about I'm back. Mr. Herhug.
1: Yeah, um I think, you know, he the fact that he became the second all-time best scorer in that match um versus Oakland on the weekend. Um I'm bummed that it didn't Uh, because of the loss, like we weren't able to celebrate it in the way that I feel like is deserved for him. I know it was something that was long time. He was, we were, I felt like we were waiting for it for a long time because it was, I don't know, maybe five or six matches ago that we had mentioned it. And so I just, you know, I I don't know um, if, you know, obviously they have to pay attention to what's coming up in terms of the match, but hopefully he's gotten his his praise internally from the team or from the club itself um, because that's a huge accomplishment uh, just at the league level, but also for him to be um, kind of like having, in my opinion, a slow start with Loyal in terms of getting goals and to be able to do that and then almost getting back to like actually winning the match on Sunday. So um, I wanted to definitely give props to Mr. Herzog on that. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, a pretty historic, I think a lot of people didn't realize what it was. I think a lot of people were more focused on the fact that, holy cow, we're making a comeback. <laughs> we might actually get right. something done. Um, but um, I, I think that game against Oakland kind of sums up Kind of the week that was with New Mexico, Orange County, and against Oakland is um, this kind of inconsistent San Diego loyal. Uh, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I you can tell that the coaching staff is pretty pissed off. Um, it took Landon a little while to kind of pace his way out of it and come over for the in that last um, the last press conference, and mm-hmm. I think the most frustrating part. Uh, especially, I mean, with New Mexico, the heartbreak at the end, Orange County kind of playing the game you want to play, but not getting the finishing you want. And then with Oakland, like that first half just felt super disjointed and not aggressive after we scored the first goal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there's some moments of brilliance in there that we can like be happy about and feel positive mm-hmm. about. But there's also some head scratching. There's some um, there's some worry that the team might mm-hmm. not be able to perform in the playoffs as well as we had hoped mm-hmm. or put themselves in a hole to have to dig out. Uh, what did mm-hmm. you uh, notice from uh, any of these three games as far as kind of that inconsistent play?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, well, after on Sunday, after they scored, okay, it's like, okay, like we're – we're in the driver's seat, like, this is where we need to be, but um, I felt like, and I don't know if it was, I think it was the New Mexico match as well, where, um, you know, it was like, yay, they made the playoffs, and they're in the driver's seat for, like, a home playoff match, so I felt like they had their foot on the gas, but then they were like, okay, we're cruising now. Like we're in the playoffs. Like no matter what, you know. And if you have three opportunities, or you know, OC specifically, and and um, uh, Oakland, you know, to win. And when you have won against them in those situations, one Oakland at home, and then um, OC away, you have already done that. Like why was there not, why was there not a more intensity? Like we're leading up to the playoffs. Like you can't like, almost like what San Diego sports does. Like they like win all this, you know, they're on a good run and then they get into the playoffs and then fumble, like right at, right at the, at the end of the regular season or in the beginning of the playoffs. And um, the opponents know that, you know, I know Harry's on or he might still be on watching, and we're potentially going to be playing them. Or I think we are. Like it's it's definite, right? Like see their home or away or Colorado. I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's, but they're going to notice that
0: Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think with like, New Mexico and ha- or- with, go ahead,
1: go ahead. No, go ahead. You were going to say.
0: Yeah, I just think with 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 Oakland or with uh, Orange County and, and New Mexico. You're you're playing these teams that are kind of playoff teams and playoff matches where, you know, it's a one, one, one nil, like it's, it's super tough. And Mm -hmm. I I think, um, for a lot of those games, San Diego played pretty well. Uh, but again, you're, you know, you're giving up a one goal and that's the difference between with one game, two points and another game, you know, essentially three points. Um, Mm -hmm and or one point which would have made a big difference right now, uh, Mm because Orange County would be on one less, San Diego would be on one more, and the tiebreaker probably wouldn't be Orange County's depending on head to head, which Orange County right now is ahead, but um, yeah, Andy in the chat says, San Antonio plays Colorado Springs. And so, you know, whatever happens in that match determines kind of who Orange County or San Diego get. Like it's pretty similar, Mm in those two where they'll swap places. So it'll be one of those two teams and those are both good teams. And so I think with right. loyal playing really well and still dropping points against these playoff teams um, is a little bit of a question mark.
1: Yeah. But I, I also, what I also find comfort in is that like the, the fortress that home used to be like towards when they started going on their win streak and, You know, it was like, oh, it's a home match. Like, this pretty much is going to be a win. Like, that didn't happen, like, with New Mexico and Oakland. So, if, you know, maybe it's good that they're going to be away. Like, you know, not relying on, oh, my God, the San Diego team just finally made the playoffs and there's a home match and, like, we have this big, great vibe and, like, a letdown, right? So, like, maybe it will push them harder, the club, you know, to be like, okay, we're away. Like there's not this pressure of to perform for San Diego for the fans and all of that. And maybe that will help. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's one of those, you know, you, you want the home crowd because I think when you saw the second goal go in against Oakland uh, and the energy level increased, I think that really pushes the team um, mentally. I think it also uh, defeat, you know, gets, Oakland a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and we've seen this with mm-hmm. San Diego a few times where, you know, they score one, but then they, you know, not that much longer. Now this one was less than 10 minutes. It wasn't quite as bang, bang um, as, you know, the Oakland ones were, or we've seen San Diego score it before. But I think when you're dealing mm-hmm. uh, in in the USL, you know, these momentum shifts are hugely important. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, the 77, 77th minute, um augie williams gets a goal cory gets his and like the vibe in the stadium was like we're going to pull something out here we're going to get one we're going to mm-hmm. get you know we might get all three holy cow like this is going to be amazing mm-hmm. um morad gets his red card for apparently foul and abusive language Um, uh, and so you're like oh my goodness like we have a really good shot of pulling this out and and putting mm-hmm. ourselves in a really good position um and then you know kind of a A gifted penalty kick like it was um off of a set piece you know people weren't tracking the runners quite right austin comes out but maybe isn't aggressive enough to get to the ball and ends up reaching out to for the ball um to play the ball ends up kind of grabbing the player and they they both go to the ground and you give up a penalty Mm -hmm. kick um yeah when loyal was running running you know on momentum
1: yeah and you know we talked about this like i think in the beginning when we first started the podcast when you know that certain calls wouldn't go our way and this is like full full circle like you shouldn't have to put yourself in that position like austin i'm sure he was trying to do whatever he could but like you don't want to be in that position like if you would have controlled from Minutes ago, like you wouldn't have to, he wouldn't have to make a decision whether or not. Okay, I'm gonna go to the ground with this, you know, I'm gonna do everything to stop it and hope I don't get called for a penalty. But like, you shouldn't have to put yourself in that position in the first place. Right. I mean, and
0: I I think the that Colin Montgomery own goal was like Oakland was really pressuring and San Diego was kind of sitting back Mm -hmm. and Oakland was really taking it to him and it was like we couldn't get out of our own half. Uh, it was pretty frustrating mm-hmm. uh, to watch. Everything was nothing was quite clicking, and then this own goal happens. And I think it was just like this feeling mm-hmm. of "Oh my goodness!" And they luckily survived that first half. Like I thought, o- Oakland was going to get another one in the first half, and we'd be down going into halftime. Mm-hmm. So it's like one-one at halftime, like great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the same thing right. with you know Orange County is like, all right, we're only down one. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing all right. We're playing really well. Um, we're doing we're playing the game we want to play. Um, I mean, Orange County was doing great with what they had um, mm-hmm. sitting back and counter and they and they had more shots on target than San Diego did. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I thought Oakland was going to take it um, into halftime mm-hmm. up and then it didn't. So we we're like, all right, we survived. Two meets coming on. It's gonna be yeah. great. And then boom, boom. It was just like gut punch, gut punch. <laughs>
1: And they and they were still in the driver's seat at that point at the beginning of the second half of the last match. Like, and I don't know who's in the in the locker room. What's what was said? Like, I don't know if they were really like bummed about the own goal and like how that just kind of, you know. But it, I mean, from watching it, like it just didn't feel like this is your home playoff match on the line. Like I didn't get that sense until when Corey scored, which is almost in a, and at that point, like, okay, like maybe we'll get one, you know? So I don't know. It just was for being at home and feeling the end. Like I'm not there. Obviously I I had major FOMO. I was like, Oh my God, I totally need to be there. But um, you know, just, I didn't feel it. Like I felt the crowd, but I don't know if the players really were on the same page at until Corey scored, you know.
0: So, yeah, I mean, there was definitely like an uptick in energy and pressure on Oakland. I thought, uh, there was a couple moments in there where we might get one earlier, but it was like it felt like in the first half they were, and I think in Orange County too, I think they were just trying to be too perfect. Um, and, and we, I someone asked, um, Jesse, I think, asked. Uh, how does San Diego Loyal score their goals? And I went through and watched every single game uh, goal from every single game. Um, and there was definitely some times, and I think we see this in the USL where you put a shot on target, the goalie makes a save, but the ball bounces out to somebody and they're able to put the ball back in. And I think there were times where we were just like trying to find that perfect bended shot. Like maybe they all spent time watching uh, too much Premier League in the morning. Um mm-hmm and was like, Hey, I'm going to try and get all these like really beautiful highlight reel goals. But, you know, mm-hmm. some of the goals that we score like are are simply just deflections or the ball bouncing around. Um, you know, they're not going to be these glorious moments. Like, I I mean, one of the ones that Oakland scored was a gorgeous goal. Like you just got, it. I mean, the guy just played a crazy ball over the top and was able to sneak it by But, you know, you, you look at the Corey Herzog goal and it's, you know, a ball that's bouncing around and he puts a good mm-hmm. shot on it um, and it goes in. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the crowd was getting more and more antsy that just just shoot the damn ball, like shoot the ball. Like it was. Yeah. Just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Get the ball in the right spot and then do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think they started right. to pick stuff up, started to look a lot better. You know Augie's mm-hmm. goal goes in, and people are like, Okay, we're back in this, we can make this happen. I think you're right. That Corey goal was like the loudest I've heard things. Like, my I was hitting the drum as hard as I could. Um, <laughs> people believe that we're going to come back, and people believe it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, if we get a point out of this, then you know, if OC draws, we can retake it. If we win, like, there's a lot of things going into like, like Okay, like all of a sudden, you start doing this math, and then
1: uh-huh. you know,
0: it's a, it was. It's a pretty big gut punch like i was fine with the New mexico draw like that's gonna happen yeah um yeah i think if that goal goes in in like the 70th minute i think it feels differently because it's in the yeah. like the end of stoppage time it hurts um, Right. and then even right. and then even with orange county like you're playing a good team in good form
1: yeah
0: and mm-hmm. um you're you're not gonna go into oc every time and win or get a draw like yeah. it's not reality yeah
1: And OC by this time, like they know loyal. Like they're how many times have they played in the last two months? I mean, I I think I saw the the first one. I think I saw the first away one, or maybe the second one. But since then, there's been like three matches or something like that with OC. So you can't just rely on okay. Well, they were below us, or we feel we're better. Like they know they have our card by like they know things about how the club is going to play. So
0: yeah. And they sat back and was like, let down. you're you're going <laughs> to have to beat us. And I mean, I have talked a, uh, a lot about um, a couple of their young players who were not good mm-hmm. early in the season, uh, like Kobe Henry, but mm-hmm. Kobe Henry has been really, a really, really nice player uh, as of late. And he had a really great game, both him and Michael Orozco really held down that center line. Um, the center spot and we were crossing the ball in and they were clearing it out like they were um we weren't getting tons of good looks um we had i think one or two um mm-hmm. but it it was it was a fine game from san diego we played the game we wanted to play orange county played the game they wanted to play uh you can see it in the ball possession they were like we're fine defending and hitting you on the counter with thomas um and they put the defense into some positions where they had to foul and and it was a great free kick like what are you gonna do like That was a great free kick, and Guerrero's not going to get all of those. So, you know, I'm concerned, but I I don't think they're playing poorly. I just don't think they're playing good enough that I feel comfortable going into the playoffs. Like I did, you know, last week, even last week. Like, going into last week's matches, I felt really good. They're playing really well. Um, They're doing great. We were, you know... Winning four of the last five outside of that Oakland Roots loss, and you're like, man, all we need is three—literally three more points. Three more points. We could have drawn, draw, draw, and we'd be fine. But we draw a last loss, loss. and now we're—you know—that paints yeah. a different picture.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now we got. Oh. Uh, Sacramento.
0: Yes, and four days. We. We have, you know, it's something to worry about. Um, Sacramento's out, but they can play spoiler. They're not a... um, They are not a... um, A bad team. Uh, They are... I think Cameron Iwasa, uh, he's retiring. So they're going to have that uh, extra energy and uh, desire to end his career well um and they're going to want to play spoiler like they're just going to be like yeah. hey we want to mess you up you know you're a division mm-hmm. rival um so i i don't know what to expect with sacramento they haven't been great uh they've been pretty rough form as of late loss loss draw 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 but on the road their last game in front of their home fans like it's going to be a tough
1: one yeah yeah. I think, um, if I were Sacramento, I'd play spoiler. Um, I think they had, you know, definitely different hopes for, Oh, That's on... me again. oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh, it Chris here. Um, yeah, I definitely, uh, th- feel like if I were Sacramento, I would, I would want to play spoiler. Um, one, like you said, division rival, um, They're out of it. You know, they can spoil it for, you know, someone else. Um, Hit that no MLS spot where they have to decide what the commitment is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, what what a gut punch to the Sacramento Republic fans. You know, one, they're not going to get their club. You know, like they feel like they've been the uh you know a pretty good representation for the the division oh let me put you on here hold on there you are (laughs) um so alan's on his way to a loyal sending a loyal event for season ticket holders if you weren't here in the beginning so he's gonna uh join us and then hopefully chris will be here by the time Alan's done um, but yeah you know you're um, you know what I was saying like you're you were the top of the division like you were a staple and now you have Sandy Loyal coming in and taking your spot essentially uh, and so I think it's it's you know it's going to be tough for Loyal to and and I I mean I, I guess it will we'll base it off of the lineup You know, like, are we going to still strive for that home playoff match? Or is it let's rest and, you know, not get anyone hurt and, you know, be like, okay. I I don't think they would deliberately do that. But I wonder what the feeling is inside the clubhouse and and at training. Like, are they still seeing that this is in their hands of, uh, you know, well, plus some other things that are going to happen, but, like, do they want to play up to that level? Um, I, I guess we'll see when the lineup comes out. But um. Oh, Alan was listening to some yeah. music. <laughs>
0: yep. Um, I, I think it's going to be the team is going to go for it. Like, I think that they value that whole match a lot. And I think, you know, you, you ask anybody,
1: Oh, you lost connection. Mm. Well, Alan's if frozen. Am I back? Yeah, you're right there. I can hear your sound. You might want to just turn off your video so that way we can hear your sound. There we go. Talk, please. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's still breaking up. You know Joy
0: of driving <laughs> in a car.
1: Right. Um well, it's not gonna be I think for
0: financial reasons. I think for financial yeah. reasons people want a home game because you don't have to travel and you get gate receipts and all those things. Yeah. But on the flip side, you know. I think making the playoffs was always like the goal for me from the beginning. So it's like, I think a home game is like, especially with how the season started with those four losses. Um, So you take the wins you get. Yeah. It's disappointing because you had it in your pocket, but Mm -hmm. I think most people would have picked, you know, Hey, would you rather you be all right with third place if it meant you made the playoffs I think most people just sign that sign up for that at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're happy now, but Mm -hmm. you take what you can get. Um, OC is taking care of business. So you have to tip your hat to that. Like we could have (laughs) easily dropped points along the way. I think they, I think they beat Phoenix or they picked up points. I'm trying to remember. Um, but I, I think they took care of business when they needed to. Uh, we came in there with second place on the line and they put together a game plan to pick up points. Uh, yeah. I think that's what we need to do with Sacramento is know that we're the better team uh, yeah. and go up there and take those three points and put some pressure yeah. on orange County to beat a low stose team uh, that they've had a little bit of problems with this year.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know uh i would i would hope that that's the plan the game plan um but you know i i like we said like we don't know how they're going to play arrest anyone or if they're going to just you know put their put their uh the foot on the on the neck and just like go go for it you know um, i think it'll be really telling once we uh, see anything that may come out this week if there's additional changes in the in the club or <clears throat> i don't know i mean it's early yet we have four more days until the match so i think um it's good to keep an eye on it but like after this week you know we'll still play we'll still we still have the playoffs like you said like yeah we signed up for third place in a playoff great um, but they're going to have to travel potentially. And, you know, how does that factor right. into to how um, they show up for this match? Because are they focused on potentially the match for the playoffs, wherever it may be, you know, like, are right. they looking and already you there? Might, <laughs> so.
0: You might get Colorado Springs, so you're playing at Altitude. Uh, yeah. So that brings in a whole mess, especially a you know, sea level team that plays like literally feet above sea level. Um right. and then you know San Antonio is 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 a tough team to play. I mean, as mm-hmm. much uh crap as I give Harry from time to time, um, <laughs> they're kind of a standard team in the USL. They're a team that uh, if loyal want to prove that they're a championship caliber team,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they need to be able to play and beat a team like San Antonio on the road. Um, right. I think it also, your chance too, cause you have less points, which means you're taking on a higher point team after the first round. And that might mean traveling to El Paso, which is tough, uh, or playing yeah. Phoenix on the road early. Um, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think if it beaten Orange County uh, in the midweek match, we would see rotation this week. And I think with, with a week off uh, in between games, Uh, with essentially a home playoff game on the line, I don't see Loyal starting anything but a potential playoff lineup. Like, I think they're going to go out and play with the starting 11 that they know they're going to play next week, Mm -hmm. Um, wherever they're going to play, at home, on the road, Colorado, San Antonio. I think you Mm -hmm. go out and you play your best 11. And then if you're up early and you're up a couple goals, maybe you pull some people off. Um, and, and rotate through. But I think to start that match, you got to start strong. Um, hopefully yeah. Josh Yarrow's back, but he might not be. Um, but you got everyone that you need outside of like maybe a Jack Metcalf. Um,
1: mm-hmm. You
0: have everyone that you need, so play him.
1: Yeah, you're right. Uh, Harry says, uh, San Antonio and San Diego mirror each other. they very talented yet struggle to score at times. So
0: yeah. And, and you know, with, mm-hmm. with, with both San Antonio and Colorado, I think the the problem there is, is you don't know what team's going to show up. Like both of those teams mm-hmm. can, I think can beat any, any other team in a one game playoff. Like I think you're mm-hmm. looking at the top two or three in the West uh, mm-hmm. the t- or the Pacific and top two or three in the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like 10 times out of 10, but I think, you know, there's no like, hey, you're never going to beat that team, you know, right. even against the Phoenix or an El Paso. But, you know, San Antonio can show up. They've, you know, they've shown up before. I think one of El Paso's losses this year is against San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, and Colorado Springs has, you know, Haji Berry, who's, you know, put in, you know, 24, 25 goals this season and mm-hmm. can put a team on a back and he, he scores a brace. You're going to have a tough time winning. Right. So it's going to be, no matter what team we get and no matter where we play them, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, and you want to, I mean, you want to play at home. You want to play in front mm-hmm. of your fans. You want to get that extra boost of energy because you saw what it did against Oakland.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: essentially, it pushed them to get back to, to even. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe it caused some problems at the end, but you definitely yeah. want to play at home. You,
1: you yeah. Yeah.
0: You don't want to travel east. <laughs> San Antonio's far away. Colorado Springs is relatively <laughs> far away. Those are not easiest places to go. up, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean, for my personal reasons, I want them to play at home, but I also don't want to because I know I won't be able to make it. So selfishly, I wish that uh, the timing was different uh, on that. But um, yeah, I may actually be in Texas but not near San Antonio <laughs> on that weekend. So we'll see. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll be there. But yeah, I think uh, you know, I think next week we'll be we'll have a lot to talk about, uh specifically who we're who we're playing up, who we're matching matched up against. Yep. And I think um we'll have a lot to uh, really dissect from this final regular season match and how they show up because yeah. There's a lot on the line, but we, we could still control things, some things, you know, at least. Right. So.
0: And if we get San Antonio, maybe that means uh, we can with Harry and Harry yeah. can uh, make an appearance and yeah, talk let to we, us about Harry, what's on in San Antonio. This
1: is your advance notice one week from uh, to, if if we play you that uh, you're going to come on our podcast. So mark it in your calendar.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what do, what do we think, uh, happens this weekend in Sacramento?
1: Oh, score predictions. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with my regular old two, one San Diego loyal.
0: Two, yeah. one, two, one. It's
1: been a while since I, since I, uh, said that. And I think, uh, I'm going to have faith in that, in that score. What about you, Alan?
0: Um, I thought about being crazy. Like Ray does for orange County and picking a, a outrageous score line. Uh but I think um, the team remembers what it was like to play in the second half of Oakland. I think they go out there, they start fast, uh, and then they keep it going, kind of like they did against uh, Los Dos when they went on the road. Um, mm-hmm. and I think they go in there and they get a 3-1 victory. Unfortunately, no clean sheet, so no car wash. Uh, <laughs> but... I was all right with that last game because when I would have gotten my car washed, it was raining. So I uh, was like,
1: well, (laughs)
0: it's going to rain on Monday. I'm okay with no car wash. Um, Yeah. I know the guys, it seemed like they were pretty disappointed uh, and pretty upset with how the game went down. Um, And hopefully they respond. We've seen this happen a few times where the team um, has a tough time and, Mm -hmm. and they are able to, Kind of respond season with three points, um, regardless of what happens if they travel, go on the road, or have to stay at home. is whatever happens to OC, it's out of your control. Yeah. But I think right. uh, they finish the season on a high note and go into the playoffs feeling good. Um, and I would. I would take San Diego in a one-game, winner-take-all, anything-can-happen game, winner take all, anything can happen game uh, and feel pretty comfortable uh, against pretty much anybody in the league because um, it's the playoffs, and weird things happen in the playoffs. Handball goals yes. happen in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> you know, a team that you don't think should uh, do well, like Austin Bold, uh, who might not exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> Weird things happen in the USL playoffs, and anything can happen. uh, And and making a run, Um, yeah. I think San Diego has the team to be able to do that. Three one.
1: Three one. Okay. I'll say three one.
0: I'll say three one. San Diego.
1: I'm gonna write that down so that we have that. Um, Yeah. So. Unfortunately, we don't have Chris here yet. Hopefully, he won't he won't jump on before we're out. But we're at like forty eight minutes, and I think you're probably almost to the event. So, um, why don't we remind yeah, people that you can subscribe to us and let us you know know your score predictions for SD. Versus Sacramento this weekend. Um, you can uh, watch us live on YouTube at youtubecom podcast. And uh, do you have any final parting words, Alan? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, my final parting words are uh, hopefully the San Diego NWSL club, the quasi nameless, although maybe the name already leaks. Kind of yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they are a little bit better on the pitch than they've been off the pitch as of late, but I am looking forward to that getting started. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I mean, this is essentially the first weekend of the um, for some teams, win and you're in, mm-hmm. uh, lose and you might be out. Uh, so I'm looking forward to some high stakes USL games this weekend. Uh, hopefully you are as well. And uh, let's see, any other final thoughts? Um, be safe. Be nice. What about you, Marissa? Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, you—you um, you reminded me of this weekend, which is Halloween. So, I don't know—I'm—I don't know if you're celebrating, but I'm gonna be dressed up as an M, and my husband's gonna be wearing an M. So we're the M and Ms. So that'll right, be fun. Right. But uh, yeah, we'll—we'll—I'll be watching the, a lot of uh, different uh, goings on in the soccer not just at USL, but Premier League is back officially. Um, so, yeah, uh, excited for all the things to come and looking forward to Loyal uh, in the playoffs because I know we're pretty down on them uh, based on the last result, but uh, um, it's exciting to see that this club is in the playoffs. So hopefully they do show up, like you said, and uh, just go all in on uh, how they play.
0: Now, I Have. I do want to say I do want to say that even though the play on the pitch has not been as good as of late, like just inconsistent. Um, I do want to you know remind remember you know this is the first full season, um, first full season with fans. I thought the team has done a great job of yes. um, building a good environment for the team uh, and the fans, and I think you felt something pretty special. This past Mm -hmm. weekend, I know the Sacramento game was outrageous. um, And sometimes we get lost in a lot of the negativity of things, maybe not working the way we want them to work on the pitch all the time. Uh, But sometimes it's nice to reflect on a lot of the positive, the relationships people have built, the friendships people have made, the community that's that's come together. Uh, And I think it shows when away fans come in. I think it shows when we travel Mm -hmm. to away groups as well. that There's a lot of respect and love and Um, I am appreciative to be a part of it. And, um, you know, as the season starts to head into the playoffs, um, sometimes it's nice to reflect on some of those positive things that um, we got to experience too.
1: Yeah. It'll be nice to start talking about the playoffs next week and, and see how that goes. And maybe we can uh, talk about our highlights for the season as a whole, because, you know, who doesn't like recapping, all the whole regular season and then what are lo- highlights and low lights. I definitely uh, look forward to that, especially with you and Chris uh, live next week, potentially. Hopefully we should be there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, again, if you are listening, make sure you hit the follow button on your favorite uh, podcast. I think platform. I lost you. And, yeah. Uh, did you say something i
0: think i lost you on sound can you hear me thumbs up
1: yeah i can hear you i can hear you
0: okay um yeah i lost sound in my headphones so i'm just going to tell you where you can find me on the internet because i'm sure that's one of the questions you're going to ask yeah Uh, Yeah. and you can find me at a underwood 48 on the twitter machines or in about 60 seconds at stone brewing at liberty station (laughs) where can we find you marissa
1: You can find me at hashtag Marissa and I thank you for watching and make sure you uh, come back next week. So thank you.
0: This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on BGN.FM. The Fairweather podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. You're tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates for Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.